Live from the 2021 SEMA Show, it's the Truck Show Podcast, powered by Banks. That's pretty good. Oh, Chris is a fireball, isn't he? Yeah, I wish we're, uh, we're going to have to talk to Chris Payne later. wish they had heard any of that part of it, but uh, we've, we've got uh, Gary Patterson, uh, president of Shelby, in the booth. Oh, my Lord. Heavy, heavy weight. I hope you guys are over that crap by now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just a car truck guy just like you guys. No, no difference nope, than anybody Every time else. on the show, we're, we're still amazed you keep coming back. Yeah, well, you know, they, they haven't thrown me out the door yet, even though my <laughs> office is closest to the door. I, I remind everybody of that, too. You know, was, what's it like? I said, well, I'm closest to the door. That's a, that's a good point. <laughs> yeah. It's fun, you know, and we're having a great time right now. And oh, I've been trying to, to chase you down and, through through Scott and Timepiece and oh, to get you on the show. Uh, and, yeah. and you've had a ton of truck news. And you guys have been busy. I'm like, we got to get Gary back on. we got to get Barry, uh, Gary back on. So then I reached out to Scott. I said, hey, is Gary going to be at SEMA? Maybe we can do it that way. Yeah, we can do it that way. Awesome. And what, what, are you, what are you passing out here? What are these? Just a card. Car. There that we go. Way. We can skip all you know, the uh, middlemen. Well, no, you know what? Scott's <laughs> great. I want you to go through Scott because that's always best. But, you know, sometimes, you know, he might not be available or something. You guys can have my contact. Or yeah, I'm in Vegas and so. I just want to stop by and uh, get a tour of the facility. Yeah, and we could go out and do something even if it's legal. We were I going, would love that. We were going <laughs> it's all legal. It's all <laughs> sure. good. Cool. We were caught. going crazy over your, your F-150 recently. Yeah. yeah. You were going crazy over his F-150 recently. I mean, it was a 700 and what horsepower? I, I, I don't recall it's, the exact number. It's only number. 775. 775. So, so we talked about it on the show, but you have... That, you've got both the lowered Shelby, and then yeah. you've got your Raptor Shelby. So there's a there's a, you can go either way. You can come see you guys, and how do you like your performance? Fast and off road, or fast and on road? Yeah, and if you're really you know if you just want something you know, like a little run around thing for you know, and then carry some stuff in the back, and you don't need like huge towing or anything like that, you know, we got a pickup, full size pickup. That does zero to sixty in three point four five seconds. <laughs> <laughs> and what's not to like about that, right? It drifts really nice. You take it out of four wheel high, put it back in two wheel, <laughs> take it out on the road course, pitch it sideways, smoke the tires. It's See, like, hey. so we were talking about Lightning's next truck, and so Lightning says, "Oh man, because he, he's he's tight with Dustin Whipple, and, oh, yeah, and he wants yeah. a Whipple a Whippleized five liter." So he goes. I want to get a regular cab, and I'm going to order it this way, and I'm going to do this. And he goes down the line, right? Yeah. A week later, your press release comes out. And I go, Shelby, just built your truck. 80% of everything you said you want to do is on the truck. truck. And here's the kicker. He he didn't want to do the regular cab because he realized he couldn't get the nicer interior with the big screen. And I'm like, Shelby's doing it. I'm like, they have your truck. Somehow you got the stuff on that truck that I can't order from from Ford. Hey, hey, you know, we got a little pull here and there. We got to be able to do some stuff. And I'm like, come on. Literally, we have to have Gary on the show again because he built your truck. The exact truck you were saying, I'm going to go, but I can't get this and I can't get this. And I'm like, it's already fully engineered. It already has the Whipple supercharger. The suspension's already sorted out. You don't have to be like Frankenstein and booger weld and do whatever. It has the big stupid screen that you want that you were big getting. stupid screen. You were How literally dare you? you were talking about getting the extended cab only because of that screen. You go to Gary in the truck. Just saying. How did you hey, get? How did hey. you get the uh, the big screen in the single cab? Huh? What do you mean, huh? Because <laughs> <laughs> he has the yeah, Shelby name. Well, yeah, and you know it helps out because. Initially, people think that that is a very utilitarian, you know, truck that they buy in fleets. 
You know, it's you know because Southern of California the Edison now, has all those trucks, right? Yeah, and, and you know what? They don't need the big screen and all that because the bean counters don't want you to have all that stuff because it, you know. So, but but we think out of the box, and the guy that buys our truck isn't that same customer, right? So, you know, if we can convince Ford that there is a market for that and it's incremental sales, hey, winner winner. So well, we've got a potential customer right here waiting for that to happen. It's just money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right? I we know. still accept money. Do you? Well, I, I yeah. Does so your money have to be green, though? I don't care what color it is. <laughs> as long as I can put it in a bank and they It's okay if it's it. rubles or some, some <laughs> rubles. If the, bank, a lot of rubles. the bank recognizes the money, I take it. Okay. I don't know if they take rubles. Last I was at my <laughs> bank, rubles wasn't a piece of it. <laughs> I'm trying to find this uh, this picture uh, for you because I don't know if I've ever uh, I don't know if I've ever shared the story before. This is not you oh. nude or something like that, oh, is it? No. Oh. Why, oh no, no, I can't unsee that. There? I can't unsee that. Why do you have to go there? <laughs> Just there don't show go. me. Oh, that's not bad. Oh, oh yeah. that's you and Carol Shelby. You and Carol, look that's at you. That's awesome. So I'll tell you the story behind. And you're that. both wearing hats. And we both have wide brim hats on. Yeah, that's weird. Okay, yeah, but so he's got the black hat. He does yeah. have his. You look like hat. a fool in I, that one. I was. No, no, uh, no. Let's see. This was would have been two thousand and two or three. Okay. It's at the a fabulous Ford's Forever show at Knott's Berry Farm. Yeah. Which is a massive Ford show in SoCal. Huge. And uh, I was. It was. I think I had been a journalist for like five minutes, like literally maybe a few weeks or something like that. And I was working for Truck and Magazine. And I had media credentials, so I was backstage where they fed everybody. And I'm sitting there by myself, and I see Carol with, you know, John Coletti and John Coletti's giant entourage, right? Oh, yeah. And they're all having lunch, and I'm looking, I'm like, oh, man, that's Carol Shelby. This is so cool. And, and like, in that same time period, I'd met Jay Leno also. And I'm like, man, I, I'm going to meet everybody in this job. And then I didn't meet anybody for, like, 10 years. But uh, so I, I'm, I'm kind of looking at Carol, and this lady walks over, and she's like, oh, can, is this seat taken? And I'm like, oh, no, you can sit here. And so we're having lunch. She goes, oh, you keep looking at Carol should ask him for a picture and I go ah, I, I'm nobody I don't want to ask Carol for a picture and she goes no 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 you should ask Carol for a picture because you never know never know when you won't have that opportunity yeah. and I was like alright so I'm trying to get up the, uh, the the gumption to get up there and John Coletti and his group of 47,000 people that he used to hang with he starts walking away and Carol's like half a step behind him so uh, I, I go over he says Mr. Shelby Mr. Shelby and he kind of looks over he goes yeah and I said uh can I get a picture with you? He goes, well, son, they got me doing some goddamn thing over here. <laughs> and I said, oh, I totally understand. Uh, no, he goes, well, son, we got to get that camera and get that done right now. <laughs> and so the lady grabbed the camera and I got my picture with Carol Shelby. So there's my Shelby story. I can't believe he'd swear. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> was okay. that an accurate... Uh, okay, that, that sounds exactly like <laughs> it. And, and it was, you know, I, I, I probably had like a, a Sony, you know, uh, point and shoot or something was like that. Was it even, or was it film? No. Oh, well, no, that wasn't the film. Polaroid. We right? Did, we, <laughs> did, we did have film cameras, but that yeah. was on a really like, uh, like a, you know, half a megapixel camera, which is why the photo quality is so crappy, but... Damn it, I got my picture with Carol Shelby. So I've got my tie-in with the brand right there. So how about you? You got a Carol Shelby story? I do not. No. Oh, my. Gail I, does, I though. Don't. Yeah, the guy oh. that I work for has a lot of Carol <laughs> Shelby stories. A lot of Carol yeah, I work for oh, Gail yeah, Banks. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And he's got, I mean, they were of the oh, same sure. era. Oh, yeah. I know. And, and he used to buy tires, I think, from, from Carol. And I remember uh, Gail saying that. Uh, so I guess he had his personal Cobra. was called the blue one. 
Whatever, the one, the, one. the blue one, CSX 2000, whatever you want to so call it. So I guess it. Gale, when he was doing the uh, the high-speed, top-speed run with the uh, Firebird on Mrs. Horkett's driveway or something, yeah. had brought the car by to see Carol for something, and Carol had like an eighth mile at the back of his property and wanted to race Gale. He's like, go get the blue one or something like that. And so Gale says he beat Carol, like Carol was pissed off, and I just... I, I love hearing these stories, these old racers back in the day, just their their oh. egos, you know, it's so great. Tough old birds, oh, I'll tell you my, what, man. For sure, for sure. So oh, yeah. So let's talk about your, your more into your trucks and less about Lightning not being able to buy one. Well, I mean, I think what happened with me not being able to buy one is I wanted to assemble my own, because we had talked about the Lego analogy so many times, is that I, I love the build itself, maybe sometimes more than owning the actual vehicle. And I think to just... I've never just bought a super truck. I'm telling uh, him he I've, needs to not have a project for a change because he has plenty of projects. He needs to just go buy a daily driver that's reliable and fun that he can enjoy. But I don't think my man has it in him. Unless you made me some smoking deal and then I'd love to rock the Shelby across the you know the rocker panels. Look at this. Look at yeah. that. Right. See that? But I mean, it, that's other, other than that. production no, no, bespoke no, but, vehicle. Hey, can I have a deal, Gary? Yeah, yeah. No, but know. Gary, other than that, it doesn't make... I, I really like the build. I enjoy that part of the process. Even if I don't have time for it, I, I'm, it scares me to just go put money down on something that that I didn't have anything to do with. Like your, Does that make like sense? your mini, like your oh, Mercedes. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, I. What do you mean my Mercedes? I've tuned it and done. I shouldn't talk about what I've done to it. <laughs> they almost got you in a yeah, trap right yeah. there. I won't say what I've done to it. <laughs> it might not be okay easy, in the state easy, I live. Easy, easy. But what is okay is what shelby's doing with their stuff because it's all epa it's 50 legal state, yeah. yeah 50 state emissions compliant yeah yeah which is no easy feat my friend it is getting more difficult every year yeah you know but but it's also important you know and uh yeah we want to be a compliant and it's also good for people too it's it's like the fmvss stuff yes you know you know when i was a kid you know, you wanted to re- recover your seat yeah you recovered the seat took yeah. it down to the upholstery shop got the seat recovered hey you know, now you need to make sure that the airbag and the seat still works. Right. And you got to have the stitching that blows up when the thing hits something. And, you know, but at the end of the day, that's good stuff, yeah. right? I mean, it helps people, saves people, and stuff like that. So, and if you've ever been to like Beijing, maybe you don't mind good air quality. Because <laughs> <Yeah, right. laughs> I, I do actually kind of like to breathe yeah. once in a while. Yeah. So, you know, but our stuff is compliant, and that's what's cool. And, and then the customers don't have to worry about playing games and stuff like that. And you guys so have full warranties, cool. and you have service yeah. places, and, and, and it's, a, it's a whole vehicle experience. Yeah, and, you know, some of it would be a lot easier if we could go rogue and not obey any rules and all those kind of things. and. You know, but that's, show us those vehicles, we and we'll, uh, well stop it's by. In my it. house. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, you know what I do like about it. You know, I think you'll agree, Gary, is that um, it it separates the men from the boys because the men can tune and make clean tunes and pass the emissions and still make the power. Where the guys, the boys, will just turn up the boost, turn up the power, and whether if it's diesel, they're rolling coal. If it's gas, maybe it's Knox, whatever. Um, it's just it's easy to do it rogue. It's hard to do it the right way. Yeah, and you know, but when you develop product, you, you start out with the rogue stuff because it's it's usually uncharted territory. Sure. And you find out what works and what doesn't, right? So Carol used to say, "Hey, take it out, break some." <laughs> 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 doesn't sound like him at all. No, not at all. <laughs> so we go out there and we, you know break stuff and we say okay well then you keep chasing it but at the end when you get through chasing you find out you got all these cool parts and when your customer does some of the same stuff 
you know, they're not mad because yeah. they've actually got a reliable vehicle, you know. So, like, we take some Did a couple of the sticker, stickers says, we've pre-broken everything? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So, you know, and then we got the wise idea that we go over to Dubai and, you know, sell them some trucks, right? What could possibly go wrong? <laughs> so, you know, what we find is they go out and, you know, run them in deep sand. And then they launch them over sand dunes oh, and air yeah. them out eight feet oh, off the ground. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You can destroy some stuff. <laughs> yeah, those guys are R&D. Is a well, yeah, it's it's... Anyway, it's different than China, replicate, duplicate, but it's, it's, they just go out and break stuff. If somebody really has their mind set on breaking stuff, you can do that. Sure. But, you know, what we did is we take it out to the desert. I live out by Valley of Fire, and I found a plot with deep sand, you know, big hill. You're not going to get any speed at all, so you're not getting any air in the nose of the truck, right? Which you need for cooling. Sure. And we kept throwing coolers at it until I could run it and never go into limp mode. And it's 110 outside, wide open throttle, first gear, you know. Do you ever need help with testing stuff like that? Because that's stuff I like to do. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, and then there's you know, all the breakage stuff in the meantime. But <laughs> we, we do that stuff, you know. And when I do my personal stuff, I do still rogue, just like you, Jay. I take it out, and I know, you know, as I'm turning the boost up, I, I know that at some point this is going to end poorly. <laughs> or, and, or and spectacularly. I still do it. Right, because we can't help ourselves. Yeah. And I tell people I make a lot of mistakes. Some of them I've enjoyed. Gail likes to say he turns money into noise. I'm sure yeah, you're very much yeah. the same hey, way. Hey. <laughs> so how, from, from a perspective, you guys are big into horsepower and tuning and all this. Yeah. How do some of the changes coming with Global B on on the ECUs, like Ford's doing over-the-air updating starting mm-hmm. in 22, and we've talked to other people about it. How is that going to impact you? And is it? And I'm assuming because of your relationship with Ford, you probably have a, you're probably a favored nation. Uh, it, you know, Sean, <laughs> you're a pretty smart guy. You know? Yeah. So Aaron Shelby, Carol's grandson, right? So he's not working for Shelby, but he kind of does. <laughs> so he's on the board, and you know, but he's a real car enthusiast. You know, they got cars, they got trucks. He and his dad, his brothers, they've all got really cool stuff. So Aaron and I go to Ford Motor Company. You know, at least once a quarter. I'm there at least once a, actually about a week a month. Oh, wow. I'm there. Okay. And I meet with those guys. And funny you mentioned that. <laughs> I'm like, you know, as we get into more and more of this tuning, you know, and I'm sure you guys talked about Dustin Whipple a little bit. Yeah, we did. I talked to Dustin. And I'm like, hey, you know, these are the things we're going to do. But what happens when the over-the-air update comes right. in? And changes all your stuff. Yep. Or Ford says, oh, red flag. We know what's going on here. Oh, yeah. So what we need to do, and and we're working with the guys, and what we're finding out is maybe there's an opportunity that flags it by serial number and says, okay, when this update goes out with this guy, you know, if it has to do with powertrain. Yeah, we ignore that. We ignore that. And and we were talking about. And it still does GPS and, you know, all the other stuff that you might want. But how do you segment what that over-the-air update means and, and what it changes? What we talked about is perhaps there's some trade-offs, or maybe Ford says, here's the ECU is the house. Yeah. We'll let you into this one room. Right. If you're trusted, you can do that, but right. you don't have access to the rest of the house. Right. And when the over-the-update comes, maybe it ignores the serial number, ignores that room in the house sort of a right. thing. So I, I, think, I think there's ways, and then maybe there's some trade-offs where it's like, you know, Ford's going to say, hey, uh, this vehicle has full autonomy. We don't want 700 horsepower. So maybe you have to turn off those features. And there's some compromise for those of us in the aftermarket who love something. Maybe I don't want autonomous driving. And yeah. So that's not a big deal for me. Right. Um, so I, I think there's, you know, t- 
talking to a lot of the the players. I've talked to HB Tuners and SCT and you know all those guys. Gail, learning sure. about the future and be prepared for it. It's it's a fascinating conversation going on in the industry right now to work with manufacturers to figure out how we can keep this going. Yeah, we really do. And and at the end of the day, I think we'll come out with a better product. It's going to be more difficult to get there. Sure. And you're going to have to have those kind of connections and relationships and so forth. It's a lot harder to just go rogue and do what you want because about that time, the over-the-air update comes in yeah. and takes their thump out. Right. Womp, womp. <laughs> you know, or, or you say, well, I'm not going to give you the Wi-Fi internet address that does that. But sure. the problem is the smarter these vehicles get, they won't even need it. You know, it'll all be connected to the cloud or something, you know. So we got to think about these kind sure. of things. Um, Are you having to contend with that with the 21 Ford F-150? Or is that not cloud connected? No, 22 is when it's over the air starts. That, yeah, no, I didn't know. Okay, so 21 is right on the cusp. Okay. Yes and no. So some, a lot of this stuff is though. capable. Yeah. But they haven't used it. Ah. Yeah. So yeah. it's kind of like, you know. You got a car that can run 180, but you haven't used it yet, right? And for me, you know, I got a new GT500, and the first thing I did is I'm like, this 180 mile an hour speed limiter thing has got to go. <laughs> it <laughs> makes the car that? undrivable. <laughs> I mean, I, how can I live with something like that? Yeah, I but, don't need that that weight on my shoulders well, while I'm I driving. Know. And then my insurance man says, hey, you know, I can save you a little rate if we put this little box no, in your nobody car. Nobody do and that. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Yeah, I actually, I'm like, go to jail, go to <laughs> No, I, 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 I did a, moder <laughs> a moderated panel for SEMA about EVs, and there was a gentleman there who wanted to like argue with me in the beginning, and he's showing me, oh, I, I, my my energy's free. I use solar panels, and look, they, I have a good driving score, which helps out my insurance. I went, whoa, they're tracking your driving. He goes, yeah, yeah, but they track you everywhere, so I might as well get let, you know make uh, or or uh, have to spend less money because of it. I'm like. Dude, uh, like that's a hard. He goes, "Well, you have a phone in your pocket." I go, "Yeah, but my phone's not telling my insurance company whether I'm a good driver." Well, aren't you a good driver? He said, "I didn't say I was or I wasn't, but I don't need to be tracked." Well, they don't know where you're going. I'm like, "Really?" So anyway, oh, yeah, they do. It's like he's like, "You sound paranoid. Like you should have a tinfoil hat." I'm like, "Hell yeah, I do." <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, give me a tinfoil cowboy hat any day. I'm I'm, I'm fine with it. Well, how are you? How are you contending with this? I mean, going into this is a huge, a, a great seller, I would assume for you, the 21 Ford F150. How are you going to deal with it in one year? Next, I mean, just in a couple of months. Well, I mean, that's where the relationship really does come in handy. So when I go to Ford once a month and I meet with people, that's on my list. So aren't you already addressing it today? Like as of oh, now? No, I started addressing this stuff nine months ago or okay. a year ago. Yeah, when I mean, Ford I'm not waiting until they come out with it. I got to do it ahead of time. But, you know, with NDAs and stuff like that, I know it's coming ahead of time. So we can have those conversations sure. ahead of time so that most of the time I don't get caught with my, you know, yeah. pants around my ankles <laughs> going, oh, oh yeah, we missed that one. <laughs> so, exactly. So obviously, Shelby America, I mean, you guys are, are the company that was founded by Carol. Correct. You're here in Vegas. You have a beautiful facility that I drive by for freeway, and I go, I should stop there one of these times. I have, I have actually been there, and it is a beautiful it, facility, it, and they have a museum in the front, yeah. which is really cool. You can even buy merchandise there. Yeah. Yeah. Shirts, uh, hats, wait, hold on. Lady's going to ask if you can get a discount oh, on that, too. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, no, no we I'm don't not. discount the Shelby brand. I'm not going to You, know, you want to go to somebody else. You know, I it's not understand Walmart. that. It's I was joking same. about that. I'm not asking for a free freaking T-shirt, Holman. <laughs> so what I was going to ask is, what does Carol mean to the brand today, and, and how does his legacy live on within Shelby? Because you can still get a Ford that has Shelby, co-branded sure. with Shelby. 
You can buy Shelby vehicles from you. Mm -hmm. You have the museum. Obviously, you have uh, family members on the board. Mm -hmm. So the Shelby family is intertwined. But but talk about that legacy and, and where it stands today. Well, you know, I think that's a great question, Sean. And, and I know you're interested too, Jay. And, and so is, I mean, people in general. You know, when Carol passed away, they were like, oh, the sky is falling. And, you know, it's like, you know, Enzo Ferrari died a long time ago. And, oh, by yeah. the way, those cars are truly amazing since yeah. he's built since then. We've come up with all kinds of stuff that I know the big guy upstairs is looking down and going, oh, yeah. <laughs> and then he's going, hey, you guys are having too much fun. So let me stir that around a little bit. So, you know, but... You know, the good thing is I worked with Carol the last 16 years of his life. Right. Right. So I sat in those meetings. I, I get work kind of as Ed was working and so forth. And I blend it with, you know, what we got going today. And and I just I love new technology or new things. So when Carol passed away, you know, we did, you know, some trucks with Dodge in 1989. 1500 yep. Shelby Dakotas. Right. Yep. Cool stuff. When we. Uh, Carol passed away in 12. We came out with trucks in 13. We didn't build any trucks from 89 to 13. So first thing, oh, Carol wouldn't do that. Really? Really? Yeah. Here's a picture of a Shelby truck. <laughs> yeah. Right? <laughs> well, then you get into it, and it's like, okay, will somebody spend hundred grand for a truck? Yep. All day long. <laughs> and they'll spend 200 grand for a truck. <laughs> oh, yeah. So it's like, but it's really cool because... You know, we don't plan to sell a million of them. Yeah. We want them to say exclusive. We want them to be, you know, more of the, the pinnacle of the brand and stuff like that. So so we came out with trucks. You know, when we started, it was nothing. Now it's 80% of what we do. No kidding. Eight, so, that's yeah. huge. So you guys, you know, you're sitting here, truck. Yeah, it's 80. And if, if we didn't follow what was going on next... You know, our business would look a whole lot different than it does today. Sure. So trucks are a huge part of our business. And who doesn't want to be sitting 24 inches, 36 inches off the ground going sideways with 775 horsepower under your right foot? I do. It's so awesome. I do, please. It's so funny. Like, I I drive a TRX right now, so 702 horsepower. And when you're in the desert pitching it sideways and the supercharger's full, full tilt whaling, and you're like, whoop, and you're just going, this is stupid. Like, exactly. how, how is this not the most awesome thing ever in the history of ever? It's like, you know, we did stuff when we were kids, and now we get to play as the big boy toys. Yeah, it's ex- like, exactly. oh, yeah. Well, all of your little, your, yeah, your Matchbox cars came to life. Oh, Now you get every to one drive them. them, yeah. Every one of them. Well, and you're, and you're talking about your truck lineup. Your lineup today is the F-150 Super Snake Sport, the F-150 Super Snake. Then you've got the F-150, which is... Uh, I guess lifted, but not Raptor, because you also have the Shelby Raptor, and then you've got the F-250 Super Baja. Right. So you have a full for whether you need a heavy duty, a light duty, lowered, lifted, regular-ish ride height. Yeah. You're adding the performance. You, uh-huh. And you guys, it's a whole vehicle solution. It's it's aesthetics on the outside and design. It's better materials on the inside for mm-hmm. a, a, you know uh, interior uh, comfort and, and luxury. Yeah. Technology powertrain it's it's not just a sticker and badge package you're getting right. the real thing and a, and a data plate that says you're part of the shelby family right and you know down the road you know we, jury's still out on the you know long term on the trucks but i can tell you short term on the trucks because you know we've had since 2013 a lot of these guys are driving them you know having a good time and they come back and they sell them for you know what they got in them oh yeah i mean it's just yeah. it's crazy and and that is a really really cool business case you know so but the legacy really continues carol's favorite vehicle was always the next one right 
So here's a guy that, you know, you could sit him in a museum and he's got the car that started it all, the, the little 260 Cobra. You know, he's he doesn't got care. That's water into cars the bridge. That, yeah, you know. That was the it's, past. No, but you know what? I look at it as a driver. I sit in the seat. I look out front. I see the mirror, the rear view mirror. It's small. Small. Yeah. I see the windshield. It's, it's big. big. I like that. The future is the windshield. You refer to the rearview mirror one because it's important. Totally, you know, you can learn a few things there. Don't repeat some of the stupid things you did earlier, right? But, and, and appreciate those that you did well. But your future's out front. Okay, so speaking of the future, my yeah. last question for you because I know you're super busy. No, I'm good. We had, on the Ford stage, you guys have the Mach-E GT. Right. That you collaborated, so electric vehicle. Correct. Are you guys, as an organization, as a company, excited about the F-150 Lightning? Absolutely. You know, I, I think that when you look at those kind of things, you can't not be excited about it and say, you know what, let's see what we can do with this one. It's sure. kind of like, you know, let's try this new Matchbox car or, you know, Hot Wheels or whatever it is you got. You know, if you keep playing with the same thing all the time, yeah, it's fun, but... Maybe you need a new flavor once in yeah. a while, right? And and so, you know, you put some other stuff on the vanilla ice cream, you sure. know? And it works out. And and the other thing is, we like to see what goes on and how technology involves. Vehicles, look, everybody said, oh, you know, the 60s, it's it's the best of the best of the best. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I mean, you get into an old oh, vehicle like even that. close. It's yeah. the good old days or today, because if that's truly something you want, and look around, I mean, there's yeah. a lot of 60s vehicles yeah. still out here, 50s vehicles, 40s vehicles right here. And guess right what? Here. There's going to be a lot of 2020 trucks in 20 years that are out here still, too. Oh, and some of them are real cool, and they're real stock, but most of them here, of course, yeah. you know, special yeah, equipment sure. manufacturers. Anyway... They got some bad boy new power plants yeah. in them that'll just rock your socks and, you know, suspensions and things like yeah. that. So they got the character of the old, you know, they got the flavors of the new, you got the new technology, or you can take out something, you know, write a check, and then you go to the dealer and you push the button and it runs and it's reliable and you can take it across country. And <laughs> well, you know what? I'm kind of liking that sometimes, you know? I get tired of taking the toolbox everywhere I went, knowing that I was going to need it. Yep. Yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> and for, this for stuff, sure. this stuff today is really good. So yeah, we're excited about it all. We're we're into trying new technology. Carol said in 2011, he said, "Yeah, I can't wait." You know, you guys are gonna. I can't wait to see what you guys will do with this electric stuff. Awesome. Well, we the got time, him the time has come. So so now when the the haters yeah, come yeah, out yeah, there, yeah. Carol would never go, do that. Carol Shelby. He, Oh my God, he's rolling over in his grave. No. I'm like, no, no, this is him on tape right it. there. Yeah. It was new stuff. It was innovation. Yeah. What do, you know, we had a Cobra that ran on hydrogen, 2003. I used to go out and drive it once in a while. You know, it didn't work. <laughs> yeah, it drove around. It, but it, <laughs> nothing about it was right. At, but as technology changes, maybe someday that'll be okay. And maybe we'll, we'll make that work. So, you know, you can think of all the pluses and minuses for electric right now, okay? This thinking tell, you know, phone that yeah. I got right here does a lot more than huge computers did just we're, a few years we're ago. In, we're in two places at once right now. We're in the golden era of the V8 and the internal combustion engine. I've been telling people all week, if you love that driving experience, go buy those vehicles right now because in a few years, they're not going to be around. Yeah. And buy lots of them so that those of us who can't afford them now can go buy them on the used car market in a few years. But we're also looking at the dawn of the EV age, 
yeah. and that's coming next. And you're, we're in both worlds. You can do either one. It's amazing. Go either way you want. You know, it, now's the time. This is an exciting time to be an automotive enthusiast. Oh, I think it's never been better. I, I really do. I, I think it's awesome. And, you know, I look around here and I, I see other people. Other people have great ideas. So that's really how the legacy continues. You mentioned that earlier. The legacy continues of Shelby because of, you know, the relationships and the people that are out there. Whether you own a Shelby right now or not, doesn't matter. We want to hear what you want. Yeah. You know, I want to talk to the, you know, the, the ladies that are 20 years old. What, what's yeah. interesting to you? Sure. And you'd be surprised. And they define performance differently. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, maybe we offer them what they want. How Absolutely. about that? Or what? Or you can extrapolate it and go, okay, we knew Carol. We've got this. What would he think? What would he do? What would we like to do? You know, and if you just ask Carol, you know, Carol, or actually, one of my favorite quotes was Henry Ford. He said, if I asked people what they wanted, they'd have said a faster horse. Yeah, yeah right? exactly. But he, think, he thought out of the box. Yeah. He says they don't want a faster horse. What they, they want, want a car. is transportation. Exactly. They want to be able to get from this spot to this spot. And if we can do that without all the drama feeding that dang thing. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> right. That will feed us some gas. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But, you know, there was also electric stuff even back in the oh, early yeah. 1900s. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, but... You know what? At that particular time, battery technology wasn't it ready. It didn't make sense. Yeah. It was heavy. It was it was Correct. hazardous. There was battery acid. They oh, didn't yeah. charge well. Oh, nothing. And we tried hydrogen in 2003. Yeah. And at the end of the day, didn't make sense. Yeah. That doesn't mean it won't someday. Yeah, I think hydrogen is going to be a, more of a fuel cell technology yeah. than a uh, internal combustion engine fuel. But there's so much stuff. Technology is constantly evolving. It's great to see the Shelby brand also evolving. So. Yeah. Uh, again, Gary Patterson, president of Shelby American, and uh, hey, I, I got to ask one last question. Okay. Here's the last question: What did Ford versus Ferrari do for the brand? You know, it was awesome. Um, what it did was it put it out there for people that really didn't understand, like a whole new generation. So before, unless my you were, son, by the way, this guy over here with a hat on—that's my son. He's 19. Yeah. He didn't—he didn't know the history behind Carroll Shelby. So the whole family has watched that film three times, and they didn't know anything about Carol Shelby, wife included. Which is really cool because, you know, those that are out there running, you know, they see Shelby's, but they don't really know what was behind it. Now they've got an idea what went on. And the funny thing is, a lot of the same stuff that applied in the 60s still applies today. Was the movie 100% accurate? No. Heck no. Yeah. It's, it's enhanced for Hollywood yeah, and stuff. Course. You know, but if you but take you get the idea. But if you take that and you say, okay, it's enhanced for Hollywood, but the main storyline was true. Yeah. It's David and Goliath. It's, you know, it's, you need this guy that's basically a, a hot rodder, and, but a guy that understood what it took to win at Le Mans. Yeah. To win at Le Mans. Exactly. The big corporate giant was great. They were great I mean, for their pocketbooks oh, and their resources, but they didn't know how to win without them. That's exactly right. And so, and you know what? The other side of it is Carroll wouldn't have been success, successful without Ford Motor Company. Yeah. Okay? So, you know, the fact that he's out there trying to pedal cars and trying to make payroll and he's not making his bills, that part of the movie is accurate. Yeah. You know, that was very difficult, and he'd have been out of business if it wasn't for Ford Motor Company. Yeah. So this was a two-way street, you know? Ford needed Carroll Shelby, but Carroll yeah. Shelby surely needed Ford. Yeah. Oh, so, so you know what? That is 
continuing to this day. And, and here we are, that here we are relationship. today. And here we are today. Well, Gary, thank you for your time. I know uh, I know you're busy. Uh, it's Shelby American on social. It's Shelby.com online. Yeah. You have a whole line of vehicles, especially trucks, but you also have the car still. Yep. Hey, uh, Gary, can Holman and I come out to the facility, not this trip, but soon, and do a piece while at your office and, and through the museum and all that? Absolutely. That'd be fun. Absolutely. Let's have some fun. All right. All right. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll reach out and we'll see. Uh, when Maybe we we'll go for a ride in the desert. Oh, oh. I'd, be, I'd be with a good time. I'd be good with that. <laughs> awesome. We appreciate right. your time. Thank, Thank you good. so much. All right. Bring your TRX. That'd be fun. I can do that. Yeah. Oh, see? dude. See? His Ford versus your TRX. I'll do that. Yeah, oh, that's I'm a, sure. Oh, yeah. It's actually I, Chrysler's TRX, but I'll, I'll do that. That's a <laughs> yes, good. Yes. All right, guys. Done Thank deal. You. Dang, Holman, we got a full house over here in the, uh, the podcast booth. Yeah, we've got uh, uh, four of us now, so we're all super intimate. I got to get into that deal, by the way. Yeah, you, you did. Yeah, I you got, got, you got Mike. <laughs> I got Melanie. I got Mike over here. Yeah, you got the short end of the stick. Mark Hell Mike here. No, from I got the short end of the stick <laughs> over here. <laughs> Guys, great to see you. It's uh, been a while since I've seen uh, Mike. Oh, no, it hasn't. No, I've only no, seen him like no. seven times in the past like two months. Mike is good at get, getting around on the on every trail, every trail ride, every outing. Event. Are you ever home, Mike? Does yes. Hellwood know I just that you exist? Around. Well, that, that's why I, I build the vehicles so I can live out of them. So the, the answer is yes. Is okay. SEMA yeah. important to you so Melanie can see that you work? Uh, duh, yeah. <laughs> I do see that for sure, yeah. So let's recap. You go. Both of you have been guests on the podcast before. Yep. Melanie, yep. what is your official? You were CEO or I'm president? CEO, CEO yep. of Hellwig. Okay. I am. And Mike, you're just guy on the road guy, right? Pretty much, yeah. But okay. as many times as we can get guy on my badge as possible. Okay. <laughs> guy. Yeah. Hey, guy. Like, marketing and international sales and spokesperson. Holy mackerel. That's a lot Marketing of and international sales and spokesperson. I added, I added spokesperson. <laughs> like, yeah. just, that's, that's a good one. That was good. Solid, solid work. Mm-hmm. Hey, so uh, you guys are still a family-owned business. As we walk around SEMA, we are watching massive consolidation of the industry where everybody is getting bought up by a few A lot of private fish. equity going on there. Mm-hmm. And yep. you guys are still independent, still in California, still manufacturing parts in the state with people who've worked for you for 50 years. What's yep. your, what's your, I think last time we asked you, but what's the longest tenured employee that you have right now? 40 years. 40 years. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, so we have people that have worked for my grandfather. That's at the crazy. Company right now. Yeah. Wow. I mean, I don't even know how you, I mean, if you think about it, that employee has seen everything. And they're mm-hmm. probably like, oh, great, the kids are taking yeah, over now. Exactly. And like, oh, the grandkids are taking <laughs> over now. But, but it seems like uh, you guys have done a great job to, to keep the brand at the forefront, have a ton of products. I think it has to do with the quality. And the quality of people. Yep, exactly. I mean, having someone that never sleeps in their own bed is helpful. Yeah. Right? <laughs> is that why you built him a Nissan Titan with a camper on the back so that he'd have all a place to sleep? Yeah, all of them come with a bed because he's not home very often. Do you have a P.O. box, Mike? <laughs> <laughs> yes, in 49 states. Yeah. Exactly. He just swings by. He just reaches out the window, grabs his mail as he drives yep. to the next event. Hey, Melanie, how many times have you fended off private equity investment opportunities? I'm guessing it's more than once. It's more than once. Yeah. 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 It, yeah it, it, you know, a lot, there's a lot of interest in our industry right now. So I'm really proud that we're still family owned. Uh, Are you like, uh, someone calls like uh, it's front desk, it's truck hero again for you, Melanie. <laughs> it's truck hero. No, it's not usually uh, that formal. So, um, or that clear who they are, right? <laughs> oh, I see. So it's we have a like, client who's we interested. We have some, yeah, exactly. Well, that's like at, where I live. All right, I, I was very fortunate to get into a very, very good neighborhood, and we bought at a certain price point, 
and it is about $500,000 more today in four years than it was when I bought, mm-hmm. which is an insane thing. Yeah. And I'll have people coming to my house, knock on the door, and they're like, I have a buyer, all cash, who will pay for your house, $200,000 over what the neighborhood's going for right now today. Yeah. And I'm going, okay, but I live here, and I would have to find another place to live. I would assume... With you, it's like, but this is my family business. I love it. I'm passionate about it. And I'd have to find another and place I'd have to find live. another job, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, because I don't have a oh, no. um, a home on my own. <laughs> well, no, no. By the way, Mike would say, Mike would say, I have to find have another a, place to if live. If you ever sell Hellwig, make sure it's in the contract. Mike still gets a place to live yeah, in a vehicle. Exactly. I yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. If it that, is. It's written into the contract. <laughs> his um, employment contract for sure. <laughs> I, I don't know if that's an asset or a liability. But yeah, that, that's for the lawyers to figure out. So yeah. why why stay? family owned and in charge? Is it because I'm sure there's the nostalgia. I'm sure it's the blood, Mm -hmm. sweat and tears and the equity you personally and the legacy of your family have done. But I know you also love the industry. You're super involved in SEMA. You've been chair and president and a hundred different things here. I'm guessing it's all those things, but is there one thing where you say, no, this is is what I do. This is who I am. Yeah, I think it is, right? Like it's all levels of that, right? It's the industry. It's my team. I have an incredible team. I can't imagine working somewhere else that someone else would like put the team together right like we uh it's awesome like everyone works for a common mission like just and thinking about anything outside of that would be really difficult so and i feel so lucky to be in that position and there is like great growth opportunity all of those things for us and then uh i I'm just going through the process of getting certified, but woman owned. So like awesome. that's another element, right? That can help with our strategic. Wait, 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 when you say that. certified, you are woman owned. Why do you have to be certified? Where you're <laughs> a woman and you own the company. I don't get it. Because a lot of people do shenanigans <laughs> and they're not um, necessarily woman owned. Oh, they put maybe, them under their wife maybe or something woman, like exactly. that. Or oh, woman run versus woman owned. That maybe, sucks. You know? And, yeah. and you, you're the CEO, but you also have equity in the company. Mm-hmm. It is your family's company. It's your company. Yep, exactly. And so that makes a big difference when it comes to this. It does. Yep. You know what? So, Melanie, I work for Gail Banks and he has also been offered you know, to be purchased many times and he takes it it's weird he's flipped it he is insulted by it because he's like oh you think you can run my company better than i can run it i'll show you i'm gonna up the sales yeah. is it the same where you're like, like motivation why do you think that you can do better at hellwig than i can do at hellwig well so i just take it as a compliment right they like what we're doing we're doing some really cool stuff we are out mike has been uh, you know he doesn't sleep at home so he's out like promoting hellwig constantly i Um, can vouch for him yeah it hurts me a little bit to do that but but i can certainly do it i I have seen him literally everywhere so uh, you know we're well known out there too so we're just we're out there so i'm taking it as a compliment but i I have a little bit of watch us right exactly (laughs) we might all let's talk about new product that your day either debut here at SEMA or into you know Q1 of next year. Yep. Yeah. Uh, uh, that's, uh, that's where I step in. Yeah. That's uh, my uh, spokesperson here. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. <laughs> we uh, have a bunch of new product that we brought. So as you guys uh, know, do you but, still have a no saggy butts but problem? I've got. I mean, a, I mean, we've always had a no saggy bottoms <laughs> policy <laughs> since 1946. <laughs> it's not changing. I do my squats every day to make sure I practice what I preach. Uh, yeah. For a new product. Uh, We've done a couple new items for the Gen 2 Raptor. Uh, more and more people are jumping on the Jap- uh, Raptor bandwagon, and they bought a truck, so they want to tow and haul with it. Only downside to the Raptor is it quickly has a saggy bottom blues. So yes. we actually have done thorough testing and released a helper spring 
to help people tow without the saggy bottom blues and also a rear sway bar for it. Nice. Now, specifically for the Raptor, we kept in mind the off-road characteristics and the reason why people buy Raptors. So we didn't ruin what Ford's R&D team spent so much time and money on. So the spring rates still aren't so drastic that you can no longer go play with it off-road. You're essentially making an enhancement to the Raptor for a subset of users that need some extra capability in that area without ruining the vehicle. I couldn't have said it better. Exactly. Uh, Melanie, but do I you will say I'm in California. I could be a spokesperson <laughs> too, you know. Well, you know, I drive one on a, uh, I have a daily driver and having the helper spring, so it really helps with like the wheel hop when yeah. you're coming off of um, yes. when you might hit the gas too hard, which you know, because <laughs> when do you do that? Never, when do we do a lot, it, like, a lot, every day. Yes. Never do that. <laughs> so it really has helped with that, right? So it's that added benefit of like helping us uh, stay level, but then also like you know, I can hit it straight. <laughs> I don't now, lose with, any energy. With the helper springs, are we talking? Is that air or explain the system? What so does they, it look like? They are steel helper springs. So steel helper. They, they, they get a, added to the pack. Yes, they're they're, ah. they're a direct bolt on to your factory leaf pack. Yep. No welding, no drilling. Super easy install. On some applications, you don't even have to take the wheel off. So anybody can do it. I do all of our installs. Holman knows I'm not that smart of a guy. So if I can <laughs> I mean, do I it, wouldn't just about anybody can do say it. Say that at all. Right. <laughs> Not allowed. Uh, yeah. Then outside of Raptor, uh, obviously, we've got brand new vehicles coming out. 2021 Ford has now hit the market, so we have helper springs there. We also have front and rear sway bars for that. Uh, we did do a build with Ford this year that's in their booth at here at the SEMA show. Would that be the double-duty F-150? That would be the double-duty ah, I have seen that bad boy. Now, is I, I'm not Good sure job. what camper you have on the back. Is that a AT Overland? Or? That is an AT Overland, yes, sir. So we had Mario over here previously, and uh, we were talking about his AT Overland campers. Um, perfect segue into the overlanding market, which is obviously massive right now. And I would imagine that the excitement of consumers in overlanding has been a huge boon for sales for you guys because everybody overloads their vehicles or wants a camper. And so what you kind of made in the past for the maybe the retired couple that was going to travel the country with their slide in, you now have this massive industry and, and customer base of people who need it for their everyday driver, not just their we're going on vacation vehicle, right? Yeah, totally. Yeah, 100%. And the the reason behind uh, the double duty is actually to hit both demographics. Uh, Going out to the events that both you and I attend all the time, find out that a lot of people that are overlanding, this is uh, blue-collar, working-class contractors. So the theme of the build was really to be a contractor-style truck that works hard Monday through Friday and works harder Saturday and Sunday when we go camping. This is the the vehicle that's a tax write-off for all the guys. Like He puts a little magnetic sticker on the door. (laughs) No, no, no. I know your shenanigans. You aren't putting a magnetic sticker on that door. (laughs) Dude, I'll put a magnetic sticker on a a Mini Cooper if it gets me out of tax. The door's door's aluminum. You cannot put a magnetic sticker on that. Oh, I got shoe goo that (laughs) it's going on with. So I know you guys have a a ton of stuff. you use you know uh, a Falcon and T-Rex grills and Ford Performance and CVT and Front Runner and Factor 55, Yakima, all that. Well, let's concentrate on the suspension. I think this goes back to your conversation with the Raptor. You're using the zero to two and three quarter suspension system, the Stage Five from Icon. Yes. But you also have your steel helper spring in the back and front and rear sway bars. I think it's just another illustration of how even though you want off-road performance, you can still benefit from sway bars and go out and have fun and control that load. Hundred percent. And once you're once you add weight to the vehicle, you're altering the center of gravity. Bottom line, that's yeah. that's just science. Back to aluminum not being magnetic. 
So look at us getting all sciencey on the truck show podcast. By the way, thank you for that. Yeah. So once you start adding weight, you're altering the center of gravity. Now you need a sway bar to do the job. On the F-150, unless you get a tow package, it doesn't come with a rear sway bar whatsoever. Right. And then our rear sway bars in most applications, they're three-way three adjustable, so you can fine-tune the amount of roll. But the main thing that we're showing is, especially on the fleet side or, let's say, that contractor side, uh, if somebody's an upfitter or they're a retail shop and they're now selling these products, whether it's fleet good, contractor goods, or overland goods, we are a me-too add-on product. Uh, if somebody's buying uh, all that extra gear, instead of just saying, cool, you got wheels, tires, you're going to put a freezer fridge in there, say, hey, have you ever thought about a helper spring? Have you ever thought about a sway bar? It's an easy house. Uh, I'm just now thinking of this market. This whole time I'm thinking of Hellwig, you're just enthusiasts, you're off-roaders, you're overlanders. I didn't even think of the fleet sales. All the guys that are carrying lumber, Massive. And the gla how, guys how, with how giant glass windows, a service bed on oh the back of their truck, Lord, where they a have market. a vice and tools and a welder. I mean, mm -hmm. now now Mike's off at welding shows. He's not even <laughs> off road anymore. He's going like I go to a glass installation <laughs> seminar on Sunday. Well, I heard that part of their R and D for this year was to try and clone Mike. Yeah. Is that true? It is true. That is true. I don't know if the world can handle it. Uh, I'm, I'm <laughs> yeah, there is sure only one. New, uh, speaking of science, <laughs> I'm pretty sure they've, they've stopped that down. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So we, we talked about the uh, the applications. We've talked about the adjustability of the sway bar. We've talked about this before, but let's remind people. What is the construction of the sway bar and what makes a Hellwig sway bar different than the competition? Uh, our construction, it's 4140 forged chromoly steel. Uh, as our good friend, uh, Mr. Wilkie would say, race cars. <laughs> uh, now wait, so everyone bleeped himself. That was great. <laughs> I remember back in the days of like my BMX bike was always forty one thirty, forty one forty. That's ten, ten better. Ten, ten better. Ten, yeah, yeah. <laughs> ten better. Say. And if you want the definition of difference, you got to talk to my R and D team. I'm not. <laughs> that, I'm not that. You're guy. not a metallurgist. I could. I could make stuff up, but people are going to call me out. So. Right. Uh, yeah, 4140, hot formed, heat treated. Doing that heat treat process, it makes it a true spring steel, so it comes back true every time. Uh, and then by adding the three-way adjustment, essentially it's three holes in different locations. So it's just adding length or reducing length of the lever. Yeah, so you're basically preloading it at different stages. Yes. Depending and on what your ride height and your need is and how much... Uh how aggressive you want the sway bar to affect your, your roll. 100%. Uh, and then on the other side with our helper springs, uh, that, again, we're using spring steel. We use a multi-leaf construction. We have various applications and or, uh, I guess, models that we offer or categories. We have our EZ 550, that level load capacity of 500 pounds, all the way up to our LP35, which is a level load capacity up to 3,500 pounds. Dang. Uh, and one thing that sets us apart from other helper springs in the industry is the way we actually add our tension on the spring with U-bolts. You can actually change that and tune it, not just front, back, front to back, but also side to side. Wow. So if you have more weight on one side of the vehicle, you add more Oh, so a lot of guys who side. might have a welder off to one side. Yes, sir. Ah. Okay. Like, like lightning in his truck. Because I have a welder in the back? Because you have a truck. <laughs> Thank you. Good night. I'll be here all week. Oh, yeah. no, I'm not. This is the end of the show. Yes, so. it is. Last day. All right. Well, we, we know Melanie has to uh, catch a flight out of town. Uh, because she has a company to run? Well, something like that. But you're leaving Mike behind. I am. Yeah. I mean, he lives out of the truck. His his home's here. Right. <laughs> Plus, he has to clean up the booth, let's be honest. And, and I've got an install in the morning. What are you installing in the morning? I'm installing a rear sway bar on a 2015 GM 
3500 for should take uh, you about 25 minutes uh it, yes uh, well we're gonna video it uh it's gonna G- take you four hours and 35 minutes because exactly. you're videotaping yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly yeah uh, so uh jw montoya had reached out to us told us about his experience towing his vehicles out uh saying he had some white knuckle experience we also have a no white knuckle policy so i'm gonna do i had uh melanie uh, are you putting business cards on all the sema vehicles as they get towed out of every here single, every single one of them even the ones that have bluetooth drive shafts yeah. so, did you see there is yes, one that yes, has the, uh, the pinion and it has the bluetooth logo on it, it was I, awesome. I saw it on sema fails and it actually says for the win it's so, awesome <laughs> i love that whoever that guy is i i, I love him huge fan all right, uh, we have used and been customers of Hellwig. You guys make a great product. That's that's coming Thank from you. right here. Um, Lighting, you've used their products Absolutely. as well. We're big fans. If you want to check them out, uh, you can go to Instagram at Hellwig underscore products and Facebook, Hellwig products. YouTube, you have your, ch- your channel, Hellwig products mm-hmm. as well. Of course, the website. You can find out all the applications, which, by the way, you guys have a prolific amount of SKUs. We do. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's almost stunning when you go... They, I, I was looking back how far back in time you guys go. Mm-hmm. You actually had one listed for a brontosaurus to keep them <laughs> yeah. from yes. tipping over. Well, no, exactly. they, in the very beginning, they were when when the plate tectonics, when yeah. when the plates were moving, the continents were shifting. Right, their sway bars were holding the whole world together. Well, you know why though? Yes. Uh, back then, uh, you know, they forged with heat. They were forging in lava back then. I yeah. see yeah, how yeah. it works. Yeah. Right. So, so both Hellwig and the Earth cooled at the same time. And the cavemen had giant like heat resistant gloves. They would pull it out of the earth. And, all right, no, we're that's going stupid. Too far that on that us, didn't yeah. happen. Yeah, that, yeah, that, <laughs> it was all accurate to that. But yeah, Fred Flintstone was our our very yeah. Yeah, yeah. First, uh, first customer. customer. Yeah, chairman, yeah. Chair, uh, chairman emeritus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. Well, we appreciate you stopping by. Love seeing you, uh, Mike. I'm sure I'll see you next week somewhere. And that's, Melanie, a, that's a promise and a threat. Always good yes. seeing you. It's great it's, seeing you guys. Thank yes. you guys for C- having. Congratulations us. Congratulations again on the success. Thank you. Fantastic. Go help it. We'll talk soon. Thank awesome, you very much. Thanks. Hey, Lightning, guess who's in our booth right now? It's Matt, the motorator. DeAndrea from CarCast. What's happening? Oh, thanks, guys. It's good to be <laughs> Hey, back. do you ever have these problems where you start your uh, podcast? Where no, you we're, we're professionals. Fall apart? No, no, we're professionals okay. at our shop. No, All right, good. no, you're not. Because we are. We look at each other sometimes. We're like, why do we have so many downloads? It's, it's because people like listening to a train wreck. Yes, they right, do. No. Yes, they do. <laughs> it's, it's the same thing over with It us. has it's, been we four solid freaking days of talking nonstop. With just, yeah, lightning, I have subsisted lightning. off candy bars lightning. and monsters. Lightning. Why don't you let our guest talk for a little while? Actually, I'm curious. <laughs> I, I want to even know how you're awake because you're talking about the SEMA, last day of the SEMA show, but you guys were building a. You're probably building Lockjaw in the back of a truck on the way here. I'm not kidding. The- he sent me a picture <laughs> 48 hours before we had to be standing here at SEMA. And the cab was off of it, and there were two guys muscling the trans behind the engine on the frame. Yeah. And I'm like, hope to see you in SEMA. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I'll physically be there. Dude, Matt, I don't know what else is it was on. brutal. I've said it before on the podcast, and there's no way. I have read about and talked about the hashtag SEMA crunch yeah. before. And I thought I had experienced it back in like 2016 with my dually, my big lifted mm-hmm. rock crusher dually for K-Rock. And that was building, it was a bunch of bolt-on stuff and some welding, the roof yeah. rack, whatever. And we got it done like a few days before SEMA. This was sun, we, Monday morning early when we had to drive it out here and have it in the booth by Monday at 3 p.m. We were literally putting pieces on it. We were doing finish welding. We were, it was yeah. insane. And the, pri- the previous 72 hours, no one slept. 
it was we had sleeping bags on the floor that didn't really get used. One of our guys, I call him E squared. He's a little. We have two Eric's. One, he's a little Eric. He passed out while welding. Like he actually <laughs> just went. The torch went out and he just went boom. Hit the. It was the. He's cr- still stuck to the man car. down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he welded himself. He's right still to the there. Car. Yeah, oh he's ever God. but that. In 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 2016, I brought the red 93 Cobra out. The one that I'm. Seems like I've yeah, been yeah. building for years. Forever, yeah. So we thrashed that together, brought it out here. It didn't run. Uh, it has it has the five liter engine. It has a supercharger on it. And if you looked underneath it, some of the supercharger ducting was held on with zip ties. Oh yeah, right. Like it was like zip tied to the harmonic balancer. Right. It was <laughs> like, nope, that's it not. It just that's has to good. roll in and look pretty at this point. What I got here, uh, uh, super nice guys. The guys from Maker's Garage. He. Flew here with like his prototype, uh, a front carbon fiber splitter, and out front the Magnaflow booth attached it for, and underneath it's just a bunch of clips, yeah. like C clips he has <laughs> holding that thing on. But the crazy part was is we put this big brake system on, big bare brakes. We had big six piston brakes, front and rear, but no time to shim them or anything. <laughs> all right, and of course one of the brakes in the rear is rubbing the pad so slightly onto the rotor because it's not shimmed. So we're... So you're pushing we're it and it's making right turns. We're, we're <laughs> freaking pushing this thing we're like, God, this car is heavy. Why is it so heavy? <laughs> it's it's, and it's just dragging the brake everywhere we go. We're just pouring oh. sweat. Like, and, and then, but those are had, the semen experiences that make you a man. Oh, uh, man. When we had to load out, like everyone's just like... It, it takes two days, three days to load everything in. It takes 19 minutes yeah, to load oh, everything out. Yeah. Like, everyone's gone, right? So oh, yeah. I, I come the next morning, the entire Ford out front is gone. My car is sitting there by itself. By itself. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Dude, I've had that happen to me before <laughs> yeah. where every vehicle's gone, and you're like, you you, you roll out thinking there's going to be some other guys cleaning yeah. up, and nope. your car or truck is the only one out there, and you're and, like, oh, my God. And there's a street sweeper right into the side of it. Yeah. <laughs> like forklifts have driven around it. Yeah. Everyone's gone. Yeah. And I'm I'm just there with, like, one friend trying to push this thing into the trailer. We're like, it's so heavy. And then and eventually a couple of people came over, and they're like, yeah, let us help you out. And it was so and then I brought that home, and and you're right. You guys are you guys are in for this as well. I brought it home. Did you the let it sit for a little while before you got into it because you needed I, a breather? I not not too long because I was still like in my yeah. head going, I gotta I get gotta this thing this going. Done, yeah. You know, like I gotta get it done. I gotta photograph it more. But yeah, it's so one. I kind of really wanted to build it myself. So although it was kind of put together, I took everything apart on that th- thing and put it all back together myself. Like I just did everything on there. And as I was putting the brakes together, I was getting my, my paint pen and torquing and marking everything on that thing. I ended up putting back together myself, which is why five years later, I'm still building it. Yeah, right. right. You're like, <laughs> right. damn, where's that Ziploc baggie yeah, that I, said extra parts? I, it's just every time I, I get up, people are like, hey, how's the Cobra doing? I was like, it's not my job. I've got day jobs, many of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. It's just that they, and well, you're right. When I brought the Lightning out here a couple of years ago, yeah, the guys from uh, Billet Badges, I, I think they oh, showed Steve up. Oh, Steve is yeah, awesome. Steve's awesome. They yeah. showed up. We walked in. I'm putting tape on the back of my truck. I go, I think it's straight. Who cares yeah. now? And I'm sticking badges, like, just all Well, here's what I think Lightning did that was smart. Uh, this is a real compliment, Light. Um, he <laughs> scheduled Banks to be at Lone Star Throwdown in Texas coming up uh-huh. so that he has a new goal that he has to get that thing running. 
Yeah. So because it's really easy, you build a SEMA vehicle and you're 90% of the way there, it's really easy to park it, throw a car cover on it, when you get home, go, I just need a break from it. Yeah. And then your week break turns into three months or six months, and then you walk out a year later for SEMA, you're like, I never even, it's still not running. Well. And so you don't want to fall into that trap. There's that, and, and, and there's the Gale factor, too, because we, right. all three of us here know my boss, and we know how meticulous he is and how data centric he is and he will he's already said on on camera and i only know because i was viewing the footage and i wasn't there when he shot it he was telling people how we're going to pull the engine we're going to put on the dyno and then when it's ready we'll put it back in the truck i'm thinking no actually he was on no, a car cast with me a few days ago did he say the same thing and i i said hey this looks fantastic i go but gail kind of knowing you i feel like you're going to take it home and all and take it all apart he goes Everything's coming off. Everything's coming, wah, everything's going to bar. <laughs> no, we wah. need to drive it. No, no. And this is, this is you no guys need to true. look at lighting right now. Lighting literally put his hands up over his head in like like. I think you could discuss. talk him down. I'm freaking out because it's not just me. It's the staff. It's all the guys. We need the. It's not what we need. The payoff. We need to take it to Cars and Coffee. We need to take it to Lone Star. We need to take it to, you know, the Get Down. We need to take it to these places and, like, drive it and show people it works. We don't, I don't want another, necessarily a video series out of it where we put it, uh, the di put in the dyno and see what it does. Like, that could come later. Just please, dear God, let me, There's let me be, drive it. I don't know what, you guys do 60 videos on this thing? Uh, we're into I mean, 40, 41 so far, and it'll be 50 by the time it's done. Yeah, and then it dovetails that. right into season two, which is taking our Type R, or a red road race truck, to Pikes Peak. Yeah. We're going to Pikes Peak which next year. Which Gail's very excited about. Yes, he is. And He's I'm very yeah. excited the about The good it. news is we have some help on that. We've yeah. teamed is with Lightning people. very excited about that? <laughs> I don't know. I, I am. Yes, I am. The answer is I'm, I'm absolutely excited. But you know, it you is have to go a lot of work. You have to go more than once because he's going to go there and shake down the suspension first before you go back and increase the altitude to shake down the suspension. Yeah. Or I the engine. That. Yeah. Yep. So you're going to have to go a couple of times just for testing. So because we 100% true. But here's what I did, though. Tell me if this is smart or dumb. We've teamed up with BBI Autosport in Huntington Beach. Yeah, okay. BBI, you know, they're the Porsche guys. Yeah. And they've been to Pikes Peak many times. And they're young. They've got a lot of energy. They've got the crew necessary to get it there. They've done it. They Down to, like, the hotel, the logistics. Where do you... Where do, he's got his favorite local track there where yeah. he can shake it all down and all that stuff. So I'm hoping that that will take a lot of the heavy lifting off our, you know... The, the, they'll do that. If anything, with us. they'll have the checklist of things you need yeah. to do. So as you prepare, you're like, we didn't do. And all those this checklists stuff. are didn't. valuable. They really are. Yeah, it's yes. gonna be fun. So we're gonna do the power and the drivetrain, and they're mm -hmm. gonna do the chassis, the aerodynamics, all that stuff. And the truck's already built. Like this is our 2006 uh, GMC, and they're just gonna lightweight it. So they're, we're gonna scoot the engine back. They're gonna remove. It was built like a NASCAR. Like it's really heavy duty. It's made to like be bashed, right? Because it's a a, a a road race truck. Yeah. Anyway, so we're going to get it ready, and, and hopefully we'll take it there. And that'll be a the second version of this engine that's in Lockjaw, that's in the Amsoil booth right, right now. Right, Lockjaw is supercharged, but the road race is going to be, or the Pike Speed's will be turbocharged also, right? It will be a yeah, potentially twin turbo with a supercharger. Yeah, yeah so that's, it's, that's it's quick off That's what Gail was line. saying. He was yeah. like, we might compound boost it or whatever he's calling yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Super turbo. Super turbo. Super what turbo. He, he might turbo. be doing, yeah. Which is which is cool, and he had thoughts like what he did before is do you do turbos first, supercharger second, or supercharger first? Yeah, because we second? did it. It was really weird. He had done it right in the past and had been really successful with it for some military pieces and yeah. I want to say navy or whatever coast guard, and some some go fast boats, drug runner style That's boats, right? right? Yeah, yeah. And then um, 
then for this one, I don't know why we did it backwards, but he knowingly did it backwards. And then we did it. We made some horsepower and he goes, yeah, those backwards. I shouldn't have done it. I'm like, well, what? He literally told me that. He's like, I just wanted to try it to see if the if the theory would work. And he goes, it basically, no, we proved it. So now we know. Yeah. yeah well, yeah. we spent six months, <laughs> wait, spent a lot of time on it. But he's so happy that he knows now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that little nugget of information that would have bothered him all the way yeah. to the end. if he Because he had it. a little extra room yeah. in his brain yeah. for that. Like, yeah. like, it's so packed yeah, in there. Gail's amazing because... <laughs> Because he has, and we, we've talked about this, but his a, a amazing recall for names and faces and places and times. Yeah, he called me Holman the other day. That was weird. Oh, well, he, he, <laughs> no, he didn't. No, he didn't. <laughs> no, he didn't. No, I, doesn't I, call you Jay. I have been with him at like a, a dinner event when he'll walk up to a guy from General Motors that he knew in the 70s. And he'll go like, hey, how's your wife, Barbara? Did she? Uh, how did that wrist heal? And he goes... Her wrist. Oh my God! It was a skiing accident in '74, <laughs> yeah, right, and she, yeah. she fractured her wrist. I'm like, how do you remember yeah. that? But the his thing name, is, first off, her, her name Barbara, and she wasn't there, by the way. Yeah. He, he he's yeah, on his yeah. third wife. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Bar- Barbara died yeah. years yeah. ago. Barbara three or yeah. which one? I was I was acquitted on that one. Uh, we don't talk about her much. No, but here's the thing: is is Gail always has like this incredible, like knowledge of everything else. How does he have that extra compartment in his brain? That's, that's what I'm saying. I don't know. I don't have that. I, I, every, I'm rewriting. I can't even every- say Matt the moderator DeAndrea at the beginning <laughs> I mean, of our freaking show. But, but let's be honest. You tried. That was a that was a defect from your brain to your mouth. You still knew it was Matt. Yes, of course. <laughs> I, one question on Gail before we move on from Gail from the Gail show. Did he finish his house? So ish. Interesting. Yes, it's being finished, and I saw it with yeah. my own. Not only did I see it, I walked through every floor. And I would say it's in six person months. In person or virtual? No, no, in person. Okay. I went up there with my kids this last summer to Yosemite. Yeah. And I made a, I swung down uh, to. You to swang? Swung? Swung down, swung. I don't know why I said swung. swung? Well, I, I like you, it. Hey, Let's go did with you it. also seen it when you were over there? No, I, did, I definitely did not seen it. And Matt, that's my pet peeve. We're going, yeah. oh, I was Good. in the thing. I one seen of them. He's I got a that list that of 50 pet peeves. You got to be really careful to uh, one of them. navigate that minefield. So anyway, I went to Wawona, that's little town where he is inside the. Yosemite Park. It's, you know, there's a bunch of homes in there. I don't know, 100 homes that were grandfathered in before it was a national park. So, um, anyway, went down there and and walked through every floor. His son-in-law, who's also our, our legal counsel, is up there and he is shepherding it all the way. He's, he's finishing the house. He's like, I'm doing it. I'm finishing it because yeah. the kids want to spend time up here now, right? He's got grandkids. Yeah. And it is, I'm going to say right now, 95% done. 95% yeah. done. And I That's think good. they'll move in officially probably next summer. Okay. Well, that'll be exciting. Yeah. So for those of you who don't know, it's a uh, V8 he's house. Got it, yeah, it's in the shape of a V8 house, and it looks like a log cabin, but that is, it's not. It is, it's it's so high tech. And Matt, I have never seen a trunk of wires. I think that I was, you'd think that you were in like an office building. It's probably six inches around of Cat5, fiber. Yeah. Um, everything is because it's wired like automotive. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right? I mean, that's. Oh, and then all of the trusses that are above your head, all of the like these crazy, I, I'm going to assume they're brass. Or heavy are they nickel made out of connecting rods no, off of a steamship? Everything has banks logos in it, but very subtly. Yeah. And all of these castings that hold these giant joists together that support this four-story tall roof, they're everything is bespoke. It I, is really amazing. I think those were machined and then made to look cast. Uh, that's possible. That would be yeah, possible. I think he. I think that's he built cool. and machined them and then like shot blasted them, like did something to make them look cast so he could control exactly how everyone was going to be. I'm sure when you walk into the fridge, you you go. 
it's got probably got banks gauges on it, and you go, well, what's the temperature in the fridge? It's like I can tell you the density. Yeah, I was just saying, it's gonna, be, it's gonna be manifold air density in the house. Yeah. Oh, well, he said that before because he, if you remember the previous banks booth. When the iDash came out, he was measuring the humidity inside the convention hall and telling people, you need to drink more water. You have eight grains of water per whatever. And you're going, my gauge tells you that. You know? Holman's here. It's getting humid. <laughs> uh, well, fantastic. So now I'm going to do what I do, and that's usually ask questions since I got you both here. Sure. Mm. Walking around the SEMA show a little bit. Who did that? I didn't, so I don't <laughs> okay, know anything well, going whether on. Whether you saw it or not, All right. there's been... Not an overtaking, but a lot of emphasis from aftermarket companies and the big ones on EV. Yeah, well, that we did see. Okay, uh, Chevy, Ford, Ford's got a fantastic little EV crate motor, the Illuminator that they have. It's, it's this. It looks like a. We're looking at a transmission in front of us. It looks like a Tremec transmission without a bell housing yeah, on it. Exactly. It weighs 205 pounds, 280 horsepower. They're going to have a control pack for it, and you can do two of them, you can do whatever you want, and you're going to have to figure out the batteries. It's cool, but as a bunch of people start to post this onto social media, the verdict is the hemming and hawing. Oh, the, the hate is mm -hmm. out there. You know, the some people are like, yeah, I kind of like the idea. Some people are like, ah, we're not really there yet. Mm -hmm. What are you guys' thought on I also think that we are not there yet. I think the early adopters are going to do it. The guys that want to make waves are going to do it. But no, I don't think the average person is ready for that beyond the the Mustang, you know, EV or the Tesla or the Cybertruck. I think they don't. Well, meaning meaning they want a turnkey vehicle. They don't want to. They don't want to mess with it. I, I don't think that. The builders are ready for that yet. Is so that what I, you're asking? I have a completely different perspective now. Okay. Yeah, okay. So I would have been where Lightning is six months ago until I took a Rivian R1T cross country. Yeah. I had a chance to drive the Hummer electric, which totally changed my mind and opened my mind about things. I'm not an EV homer, but I hosted two of my four panels where I was moderating here at SEMA were about EVs, about the future of accessorization of EVs and why utility vehicles are the next EVs that are coming online. I've been talking to a lot of EV guys. And I am actually pretty interested to see what happens. I think that companies like EV West mm -hmm. or AEM now has an EV division. AEM is known for their racing electronics and now they've pivoted. You can still get the internal combustion, the infinity, all that kind of stuff. But they made the graphical representation on their EV stuff look exactly like their gas stuff so that uh, you can hop in between vehicles and it's all familiar. But they're making the controllers where you can take a Tesla motor and battery pack and all that and control all that in a uh, in a swap. So talking with guys like Kirk Miller at AEM or uh, Michael over at EV West, EV West starting to do like, you know, conversion kits and yeah. there's going to be a lot easier for shops to do it. And EV West yeah, that, used Don't to they do, have conversion kits for like Volkswagen Beetles, right? Well, I, the, there's, there's well, some stuff out there. It if does it's vehicle specific yeah. or universal, that's so kind I of I think issue. it's going to be universal, especially to begin with because the variety of vehicles is so immense of what you might put it in there. And then the other comment was interesting when I was talking to these guys, is I said, you know, we see our future is, the, the, would you rather have a vehicle that you can do all the stuff, you plug in, you go enjoy it, you're, it's back on the road, whatever, or this other one that you have the EPA on your ass about and all this other stuff, and then you remove that whole equation and you're able to make the same power, more torque at lower RPM, but then I'm also conflicted because we talked about earlier in the show with the issue with ECUs being locked out, over-the-air updates, all that stuff coming, yeah. right? 
Does that hasten the arrival of EVs? Because people say, screw it, I can go over here and get a thousand horsepower right now versus dealing with this mess of uploading files and dealing with the EPA and, and PIDs and all that kind of stuff for, for tuning. So I don't know the answer. It's just I've, I've been immersed in both sides of the fence all week yeah. and I'm less angry about EVs, but I also don't want you taking a V8 or a steering wheel out of my hand. I guess I was looking at it and, and I, I like that. So there's always been these all these great opinions and thoughts on it. And I started thinking about, is it easy or not? And I, I sat down with the, with the guys from Ford. He told me all about his EV uh, crate motor. He's gonna have a control pack. And I said, well, what are we doing with batteries? And he, he gave me a lot of thought on, no, we talked to builders and they wanna do their own things with batteries and whatever. And my thought was, I, I think you're, I think, I think you're pulling one over on me. I think they do want it. I think you haven't figured it out. Yeah, I, I agree you, with you. You yeah. need a yep. small modular battery that you can daisy chain exactly. almost unlimitedly. Because you like, have, you're looking at a traditional internal combustion engine platform, unlike a skateboard like on a Tesla yeah. with a flat floor, you have all these ripples and ridges and a transmission tunnel and a drive shaft tunnel and all these things. So you need something that's modular, like you're saying, that you can daisy chain so you can fill up what space you have. The other side of that is they need to be close enough to the motor so they're still efficient. And then the other side of that is what people don't think about is if you want more range from your vehicle, you put in a bigger fuel cell. Well, with battery packs, you're always carrying around that weight regardless yeah. of how full it is. So there's a limit, a point of diminishing returns where the chassis be go goes beyond the gross vehicle weight rating or the suspension, and it might not even be fun to drive and stuff if you have too many batteries. So if you're locked into a certain size in a smaller vehicle, that might not work. So I agree with you. I think yeah. there needs to be some modularity I, to it. I tried to figure out what he was trying to tell me, and, and after trying the, to read through the lines. During the interview, I was like, that's insane, you should do this, stop yeah. screwing around. And then I realized he wants the aftermarket yeah. to do it. He we wants don't make these batteries. Other companies here. Yes. Yeah, it's not our core business, yeah. we're not in that market. We're, we're we staying in our lane. To do it. Yeah. But I, I think it's gonna happen a little faster than, than we think. Think about, we've got the diehard guys out here that love carburetors. And then fuel injection kits started to come out and it was really kind of slow because it wasn't complete and it was too complicated. And now when we started to figure out with electronics, it self-tunes, everything's yeah. there, it's one kit. Look at that new you, carburetor that Edelbrock released this week. Yeah. It's a brand new design, like it's crazy, right? Yeah. And, and we had David Page from Edelbrock and he we guessed, Lightning guessed 100,000 carburetors they still sell a year. He goes, that's low. Yeah, it's low. Right, but how many EFI conversion kits does Holly sell, Edelbox sell, Fast, but I guess my point all those is, guys? You're looking around this hall, and there's a probably a 55, there's a 67. My, my point being is that the average age of a, a vehicle today is 12 years in the United States. Mm -hmm. So no matter what happens to EV, gas and all this isn't going away anytime soon. Yeah. Because you still have the vehicles that are coming out today in 30 years at SEMA will still be vehicles at SEMA, right? Because they'll yeah. be vintage, cool vehicles from this era. And we're living in the golden era of the internal combustion engine right now, today, this moment. So I don't think you need to hate EVs or be afraid of EVs or even like EVs. I think you just have to say that's another thing that's coming on, just like EFI and carburetors. And, you know, they, they were joking on a panel, the EPA has been trying to take away our screwdriver for since 1974, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. We still have carburetors, but if you want an EV, EFI, you can do it. If you want to do an EV conversion, you can do that too. I don't think right. it's barbecue. Well, what was your no point? Right what was EFI your point? conversion yeah. now is 
faster and cheaper that the carburetor guy that doesn't even like EFI is now going, I'm going to do EFI yeah. because now I can bolt it together. It's going to self-tune. And as I got older, by the way, I want the luxury of being yeah. able to like change altitude and go on trips and do <laughs> yeah, what I want and have that stuff. goddamn big run yeah, all exactly, the time, right? Right, right, right? So I think as the EV stuff becomes a little more turnkey and a little bit easier to do and a little more affordable. By the way, the, the Illuminator Ford motor, it's four grand. Yeah. Right? That's not bad. That's not bad at all. It's when you add the $35,000 worth of other stuff. Well, it's bad right. for the batteries that are really batteries expensive, right? Batteries. The control packs aren't that bad. The inverters and, uh, are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, there's a lot going on. So there. you can look at it and you go, is it is it easier or cheaper to go EV? Or so if I'm going to do a rest mod on something, yeah. and I think uh, uh, EV West was saying something like, if you had to build one from scratch and you really like went out and hammered prices, found some stuff on eBay, because for example, like electric motors don't really go bad. So their secondary use cases, if you can grab one, because you can't buy one new from the manufacturer until these crate engines come, it's fine, or get one from a salvage, because yeah. they have such a high mileage and durability use case that you can get that, that salvaged motor, it's no big deal. He said, if you're looking at price, it's like $25,000. He says, if you really want to do everything all out, best of everything, you're probably like $85,000. Honestly, that pretty much overlays any normal build you would do, so really it's a choice thing. You yeah. should, well, when you say overlays, that sounds more expensive than if you were going to buy an LS. You know, Not if you need the transmission for it. Super expensive. You need the LS, you need the transmission, you still need the exhaust, you need the intake, you need any fab that's going to come with it. Right, except mm. the first... A heavy swapping of Jeep is 30 grand. But, it, but it's not the 80 that it would take to do everything for EV. Well, he was talking like a, a, a full everything, like a full complete deal. So okay. I don't, I, I'm not saying that the EV drivetrain is going to get that expensive, but who knows? I mean, this is these are all like just like fake numbers, right? Yeah. Until somebody starts doing it. Like uh, Holly has uh, LS Fest. They have Holly Ford Fest, and they're now, they're EV. doing their EV. Fest. And, and I don't they know bought, what it's called. And they bought AEM. Yeah, and they bought a. Well, they're buying everything. Yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> not surprising. And they're not showing up at freaking SEMA. <laughs> yes, yes. I listen on, on the topic of SEMA. Uh, I, I love the wide walkways. I do, too. I love the rest areas. I wish SEMA was like this every year, to be honest. Ex except, you know, easy to walk around, easy to talk to people, easy to but, get interviews. But? But I, I did come here to work, and I have project vehicles and a lot of sponsors involved. And although I can talk to them whenever I want. SEMA special. I want to be able to, to sit down with them and have a conversation sure. with them. And... See like, the whites of their eyes. I mean, uh, Holly's not here. Aeromotive fuel system, yeah. autometer, Vortec, Paxton, and yeah. I mean, t uh, Nitto tires. Like pretty much everybody I work with, you know, eighty percent of who I work with are all not here. Yeah, like, but now you can find new people to work with. Yeah, and, and, I, and, I, and I have. But I mean, it's not like they're gone. It's not like they yeah. died or anything. No. They all they all hit me up. I'm not going to yeah. be there. I'm not going to be there. Yeah. Let's chat. Well, I had after, a bunch of my but, friends uh, from the industry go. How's the show? Who didn't come? Yeah, I'm like it's actually really good. Yeah, and, it's really good. And this is the biggest trade show in North America this year. So it may be smaller than a normal SEMA, yeah. but it's still the biggest one out there. And I still think it was absolutely worth being here. So, What were you most impressed with? Well, there's a couple things. One, I think that will really get some traction is over in the Edelbrock booth, especially for you truck guys. They have a Ford Raptor, the current gen twin turbo 
they have three stages of performance upgrades. Yes. Is that a, is that a bad word? No, that's no, what we, that's we, we had David yeah. Page on talking about okay, it for Metal yeah. Rock. Yeah, because that, right. that's a killer setup. I mean, everything from just the tune and an intercooler up to the twin turbos. Yeah. But this is what we're looking for, like one part number. By the way, you can get stage one and upgrade to two and yeah. three later. They're modular and all every stage is EO also. That's right. And up to 200 horsepower. Now, yeah. I don't know enough about the Raptor, if the engine, the transmission, or anything else can handle it. But I like that that's yeah. out there, and I kind of feel like yeah, that yeah. needed to be there. Uh, that was very cool. And getting super nerdy, I sat down with... Uh, with Jeff Ryan from JRI Shocks. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We've been hearing a lot about JRI. We, we, he's got his shocks on the new Black Lake XT1 truck. And so That's the legacy EV Bronco? No. No, no, no. no. The, this is the uh, the former GM engineers who built right. a Raptor TRX competitor. Okay. And JRI's doing all their stuff. Now, what you want to go see is just head right yeah. down here. And on the left side, on this, this side of the hall, is legacy EV. It's an EV Bronco. And it's kind of up like lifted like and up on a rock or something. it's beautifully done, it's too. Beaut it's really nice. Yeah. The, the guy who owns that company, super smart and successful, has sold a couple of companies before, like like a stent for your heart, like a pacemaker controller, like whatever electronic device, like super smart guy. But Jeff Now he's selling Ryan, a pacemaker Jeff, for your Bronco. Right? <laughs> but Jeff Ryan has that background, too. Like, he invented something in the medical device industry uh, as well. So two super smart guys got together, and when you peek under there... They've developed for the Bronco, and it's not necessarily exclusive to Legacy EV, is they have a coilover system for that truck using their J-Ride suspension. I think we've talked about it because I'm putting the J-Ride on my Ford Lightning. And it is a cockpit-controlled coilover system that has, it's, it's so incredibly smart, and the range of adjustment is crazy. You can walk over to that truck. I, I don't know here at SEMA, but the the real version on the ground. You can walk over to that thing and be like, it's it's got a soft spring. It's in off-road mode. You can grab the roll cage and shake that thing back and forth. You hit the button to street mode. You can't move it. Yeah. Like the range of adjustment oh, is wow. so cool. So I have the J Ride system. So I sat down with Jeff and I was like, please tell my listeners what the hell this J Ride yeah, yeah, system yeah. is. We should have so, him on so because, to explain yeah. it. He's can been you, getting a lot can of you play link here. us up with him? Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Yeah, it is fantastic. So the system you can control and program with a touchscreen, or they can program it for you, or you and you can put a switch on the dash. So that Bronco just has a dial on the dash. Uh, I went back to your friend over at uh, Flip Switches, right? Flip Switch. Yes. Flip sw yes. Flip. He, yes. He, he made me some switches, and I called him up and I said, "I need another switch. I need a three-way switch, rocker switch, to match some of my other ones." And I want it street, track, and drag race. And he made me a little icon. It's got a little shock nice, on it, nice, a little, nice. little drag race stuff on it. And the guys at JRI, I'm working with them on programming, everything from weight and spring rate, whatever. But the idea was I want to comfortably drive the, the truck, the 95 Lightning, comfortably drive that thing down the street, not the 405, knocking my teeth yeah, out, yeah. and I'm hitting my head on the ceiling drive it comfortably, be able to go up to Willow Springs. Flip a switch. Flip yep. the hit, switch. Hit the streets of Willow, the, the tight, tight turns. And and I said, but I want to be able to, because it's a truck, I want a drag race mode. I want this yeah. thing to shift weight into the back. I want it to be like Coney 50-50s in the back and 90-10s <laughs> in yeah, the front. Right? And he's like, absolutely, it will That's do rad. that. He's I like, we it. will get this thing so dialed in. Oh, wow. And just driving down the street, I'll hit a button on the dash. I'll hammer down. It'll squat. It'll take off. 
for the off-road trucks for that Bronco, he said a lot of guys have been doing you know early Broncos, yeah, and they want to go off-road, and they're not a great platform. It's not, and and so many guys were like, okay, it's good, but now it's like yeah. every time I hit the gas, I I fly yeah. back, and then on the nose dive, and the, the wheelbase is so short that they're so so particular with yeah. a suspension adjustment on those things. And and what Jeff loves about this is because we've been talking for two years on on my truck developing. He actually designed the coilovers, the J-Ride system, and then I went back and rebuilt my entire suspension around the coilovers. Yeah. The whole new K-member and upper lower control arms in the front, four link in the rear, it's all designed around that system. That's awesome. And what he's looking, because it's very expensive, is he's saying, well, finally now I've got at least one partner that I know is going to buy 50 of these sets for his clients. By the way, it's not just for the EV Broncos. Yeah, like yeah. They have gas engine sure. Broncos. So if they do 50, do 100, it helps to bring that cost down. But it's a really cool system. But my point about Jeff is, is like, this is why we come here. Like, 100%. I'm walking around and I, I scheduled yeah. a chat with him and and him telling me the story is, is like talking to Gail yeah. as well. Like he, yeah. he just loves telling the story. And he's like, man, we're on version three. He's like, you're getting version three. He goes, that's the You're like, but best. I wanted four. And he's like, this is the best. He's like, oh man, this thing is so radical. And I, I wanted to get into it. I was like, I know, I've driven a lot of cars. I got adjustable yeah. suspension. My Mustang Mach 1 and no, track he, he mode. He looks at you and goes, that's not adjustable yeah. suspension. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, that's and he's all like, a knife? No, it's, he goes, it's not. He's like, He's like telling you, you drive down the road, it's a night and day difference. And I was like, thank God, my girlfriend hates my lightning. <laughs> <laughs> can, can I, it's funny because my wife <laughs> says, <laughs> was so, I mean, <laughs> he hung it out there. I, mean, I didn't know if you were taking it or if I, I had taking to. it. I have to make fun of me if you're going to make fun <laughs> oh, of me. I was, it was, there was that moment I'm like, is he taking this or am I taking this? <laughs> it was both, almost both, like both of you. It was like, race. It's being, no, no, no. It was being at the, at the ballpark. And one of us is a right-handed batter, one of us is a left-handed, and we're both in the batting box at the same Just time. Swing it. Hey, here it comes with the cookie was over the middle, right? <laughs> I, she likes the truck, hates driving in it. And she's like, Wait, oh. wait, wait, what, what does she hate again? <laughs> the lightning. <laughs> Touche. Can I yeah. add one more thing about why we come here? Yeah. And this is because of my experience at SEMA. I had a chance to do uh, moderating for educational panels. Yeah. And there are dozens of SEMA education panels. Check out SEMA Education online. It's amazing. Not only do we have a bunch of podcast listeners who come, but we assemble some of the smartest, brightest minds in the entire industry to sit together in one place. Sometimes competitors, sometimes you know scientists, sometimes CEOs. Depending on what the educational, it's everything from you know business and strategy to the future to what I mean, problem solving. Each one of these sessions, about an hour to an hour and a half long, you'll never see this group of individuals per these sessions anywhere else. And they're almost actually. never long enough. You Just right, as yeah. you're getting into it, they're like, uh, and let's go have and, a beer. It's over. You're like, no, wait, no. And we take <laughs> questions from the audience, and it's great. And so I just want to throw that out there. That's the other reason SEMA's amazing is, is these SEMA educational panels are unbelievable for giving you insider knowledge about what's going on or the ideas in the minds of these like these people who are lead, the thought leaders of the industry on all these different topics. So I, I wanted to throw a, a little shout out to May that. I add something to that? Yes. I am a fan of the SEMA Launchpad program. Love it. I love this. It's kind of a Shark Tank thing. People compete yes. throughout the year. Yes. And then the finals are here. And I've been a judge on it twice. And I, I'm lobbying for that job next. It's amazing. I, I want to be, be a judge on there. And uh, I just put it out to a few people. Yeah. Uh, and 
What a smart move. Holly uh, backs out of the SEMA show kind of in the and last minute. And they drop launch pad And in they the drop launch pad there. And it's they so give red. all of those guys an opportunity to have a hundred and show So it they off. used to be buried back, you know, in like the Hilton in, yeah. the, in the ballroom or whatever. And now they're here, the center of center Central Hall, yeah. right in the middle of the action. And that's another thing. When some of the big guys aren't here, sorry, big guys, but there's a lot of small and medium businesses that are getting a share of voice out of the show. They never would have gotten otherwise. It's I, unbelievable for them. I'll tell you, like you really have to understand. Like I've built some businesses in the past in technology space. I've been to Silicon Valley. I've raised money from Sand Hill Road. If you're familiar, that's the street where all the Silicon Valley fundraiser guys are. The money guys are, and it's the most nerve-wracking thing you'll ever do. Because and demoralizing I mean, too. You, if you don't make you it, you walk into a meeting and you're pitching your life, and some guy is just texting on his phone and not paying attention. For the Launchpad guys to get this booth space in this spot and that much traffic, These are million, that's a million dollar location, literally. You gotta understand how important it is for those guys. Yeah. So I absolutely love that they are there. They are the most enthusiastic bunch. You're like, I don't know what's going on. This is so awesome. I can't it's remember like the best day ever. everything that's there, but Thin Skins, um, though we've had them on the show before, I actually use their parts. They're uh, um, basically plastic door panel covers for your Jeep and Tacoma. So that when you have gear in the back, they don't mess up your door panels. Yeah, and or, then, or if you put a dog in there. Or you put a dog, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Tom Sorinsky from Off-Road Research. We're going to have him on the show coming up. He has an amazing product. He's a former engineer at, uh, at well, I guess, FCA. And he's developed what he calls the Smart Cap, which on any monotube shock, doesn't That's matter what the manufacturer. About. I knew you were going to say yep. this. Everybody's talking about this product. You can, Go ahead. You can take the cap off, put his cap on, and use this controller to have semi-active suspension on any monotube damper no that has a reservoir. No kidding. So I've been we're going to have him on the show. I've been asking yeah. for a, how a, rad is that? An though? adjustable suspension on the fly. Yeah. And I asked Jeff Ryan too. And I said, how? I was like, your J Ride system. You're on version three. It works, but it's really expensive. I go. We've seen other companies come and go. They've been to SEMA. They debuted adjustable yeah. suspension, and then, and then they're gone. And it was like. It, is it is it cost? Is it availability? Is it demand? Is like it's just a, a just a hodgepodge of things that make it super difficult. So that is a cool yeah. product. And he's he's a great guy. I've known him for a while, but we we were already going to have him on the show because I think that that product is is something that our guys can take advantage of. But again, love SEMA, but uh, love you guys. It's the end of the day, guys. I'm it is. Ready. It is. I'm ready to go. Matt, thank you very much Thanks, for guys. making time for us, it. as you always do. I appreciate it. You know, it. We're, we're available in your podcast anytime. Come no, on, come no. on. No, he only has on celebrities in. and people who know things. Oh, okay. Well, then, <laughs> we don't uh, fall into either of those things. Can we come sit in the studio and watch? <laughs> you guys come on the podcast, but come to the studio. Come we'll, sit we'll do in the it. studio with it. Love and to. Maybe, maybe we'll do the show with Goldberg. He'll zoom in from Texas because he doesn't leave Texas. Yeah, but he's a but truck guy as well. He's a truck guy. He's got his TRX and. He's developing these uh, Goldberg's Garage performance packs. So okay. his TRX right now is the supercharged upgrade version. I think it's his stage three. I think he's putting about 950 horsepower down in his TRX. So awesome. And then it's going back to his team for the stage four package, which will be turbos on his TRX. Okay. All right. Yeah, I like, I like that. He's working with Gearhead Fabrications out of Florida. Mario and his team there, super smart guys, tons of super fast Hellcat stuff. And they're going to be doing all the emissions testing right now. But Goldberg right now just got delivered his, his twin turbo rear wheel drive Dodge Charger, right? Uh, it's got 
big tires and a parachute on the back. It's 1,700 horsepower. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> Lord. So he, awesome. uh, and then he takes the parachute off, puts the street tires on it. He got it, and he's like, he's got 200 acres out there. He can just drive Whatever, basically on his yeah. own property. And he called back tomorrow and was like, you need to fly out here so we can have a conversation because this car scares the shit out of me. <laughs> <laughs> and he's and like, all right, let's, be. let's come in and let's get, the, let's have a good conversation. Well, well let's so know. I mean, it'll be fun. We'd love to come in and, and hang out with you. We appreciate your time and, uh, and you hanging out with us. And this is a great way to close the show. I guess that's it, huh? I mean, that was th- like 30 interviews in four days. Wow. I know that it almost killed me, but I'm, I'm proud of our work. Oh, You've got to go home and sell some stuff. I do. Yeah. <laughs> you, you better get going. Now. You better head out. Exactly. Want to help us close the show? All right. Well, we got to thank Nissan for making uh, helping us out with this. Yeah. yeah. So uh, Nissan has been our presenting sponsor uh, all the way through the show. So if you're in the market for a half-ton mid-sized truck, you should look for the Titan, Titan XD, or the Nissan Frontier. And I'm, I'm curious. Hold on. That Frontier is good looking. Dude, bad. That badass. So good. I, I, I mean, I just love it. it. I heard you. I've heard you talking about it. Yeah. 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 That's I was a bad little truck. It, it's they and it looks good modified too. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm excited for it. I haven't driven it yet. It looks It cool. drives nice. Yeah. Yeah. Have it, you it, seen the, the Nismo gear that they're putting on it over in the uh, the West Hall? So, yes, I did. I, I was over there and I saw some of the stuff and uh, got in the, the Z over there. Oh, the Z is oh, so yeah. sexy. I mean, we did the debut of the Proto and then we saw the Proto. Yeah. And, and then so close to the I walked right up and Dan passed. I'm yeah, sure yeah, yeah. you know, runs oh, yeah. right over. He's like, get in this car. <laughs> <I love laughs> that. Okay. Yeah, Dan, Dan, get in here. Dan is a huge proponent of the show and why uh, why we have Nissan. So He's the best. Please support the Truck Show podcast by buying a Nissan truck. That's what I'm trying to say. Yes. The Titan and Titan XD have the best warranty in the business. Five-year, 100,000 miles. Listen, go down to your Nissan dealer or go to NissanUSA.com. You can build and price the Nissan truck of your dreams. But if you're stuck with your old beater or your guy like Matt with like 85 projects and they're all falling apart, mm. uh, then you yeah. reach out to our other friends <laughs> at DuraLastParts.com. <laughs> okay, I'm going to do that. Yeah. yeah, you should do that, They Matt. should send help. They should send physical people to help. <laughs> yeah. They might have some If I could order that at, at, uh, at that website. Yeah, if, you go to, if you go to DuraLastParts.com, I'm sure you can find some physical help at your local AutoZone so you can <laughs> yeah. get your uh, your parts and your people. It's all true. They lot. make tools. you got to need tools. They have tools yes. with lifetime warranty. So also all kinds of specialty tools. So go to DuraLastParts.com to find uh, parts for your jalopy. All right. Well, then that leaves us with well, one last sponsor closeout for this entire week. And, uh, again, special thanks to our actual friend. Not that they aren't our actual friends. Otherwise, they, they are. We say it a lot, but we mean it. Our actual, actual friend, Gail Banks, who donated his entire SEMA booth to the Truck Show podcast for this week. So hopefully we gain some SEMA notoriety while we're here because the Truck Show podcast booth was sponsored and powered by Banks. If you're looking for power or efficiency for your daily, bankspower.com. All right. Well, that was as clean as those reads are going to get. So, Matt, thanks again for hanging out with us <laughs> Matt, again and we seeing are how horrible a, we are. We're a disaster. You. you guys Just are a disaster. Just <sighs> That's the best of the worst? <laughs> uh, you guys are awesome. Come to our studio. We'll do CarCast together. We'll I actually time. want to see how another sausage is made. Uh, well, so we got some cool cars over there. You can and out. see some cool cars. The Truck Show Podcast is a production of Motor Trend Group. This podcast was created and produced by Sean Holman and Jay Tillis with production elements by DJ Omar Khan. If you like what you've heard, please head over to Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star rating. And if you're a fan of the Truck Show Podcast, we encourage you to visit and patronize our sponsors. 